Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. First off, let me just start off by saying, saying thank you to anybody that's listened to the Sly Dog Summer Tour series thus far. Um, when I had this little idea, I wasn't sure if anybody would be interested, but it seems like week after week I'm getting a consistent listen to these. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying these so far. And uh, while I don't know that it's going to you know, continue like for like a month on end like it is right now, uh, this little run is, is a lot of fun, and there'll definitely be this definitely be a show I do episodes of in the future, uh, for sure. The, the tour series, I just don't know how I'm going to retitle it. But thank you for making what it is right now. Like you know, such a it's nice to see people are listening to this and enjoying these. So appreciate it. And I just want to do my usual little spiel up top. So this episode it was post a Brian Wilson in Chicago show. We get a little serious talking about Brian Wilson, um, uh, and you'll hear why when we get there. And uh, we have a lot of fun talking about Chicago. Like the others, I just wanted to remind you that this was recorded off the air, off my phone. It was meant to just kind of be off the cuff. Immediate feelings after a show, recorded for you guys to hear. And you can hear me and the wife just being zany and funny, and at times very serious and insightful and stuff. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, this is the uh, second to last uh, episode, even though in the ep this episode I say it's the last one. We did one more after this. And uh, that one wasn't planned. It was kind of, it, w it was, well, much like these aren't planned at all, really. They're just, you just decide we're going to do them. Uh, it was decided that we wouldn't do it, and then we decided that we would do uh, Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire. So that will be coming a week after this one. This week it's Brian Wilson in Chicago, so enjoy the episode, and let's hit that intro music, bitches. Welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog. This is part three of a special presentation of where me and my co-host, the wife, say hi, wife. Hi. Uh, we, we've gone to three shows in a short span of time, and we're doing little mini reviews of them. And uh, tonight's show was Brian Wilson in Chicago, co-headlining at the uh, Five Point Amphitheater here in Irvine. Um, and boy, do we have big feelings tonight. Um, we have a lot to get into. So before I let the wife loose, um, because just, just I, I'm sure all of you know, well, all you good fans know, you super fans know about the history of Brian Wilson. He struggles with mental illness and the wife is a doctor of forensic psychology. She works with people like him. And uh, we're gonna get into that in a second. But first I wanted to talk about the venue itself. Now, my experiences here have been positive for the most part it's an overpriced place for the rich white people to play around but i've seen some good shows here wouldn't you say we've seen some good ones here oh yeah definitely yeah like i i have fond memories like especially like last year when we came and saw rise against the menzingers like it was a really good that was fantastic. experience but tonight the audience was just not very good it was a bunch of entitled boomers like for starters so they didn't let us all into the main part of the venue until 
uh, like really close to when like Brian 645. 645 yeah Brian Wilson came on stage I think something like 20 minutes later that was not a big gap of time so not a lot of people were in the arena yet and so you all know Beach Boys music it's gentle it's pretty it's sunshiny it's not very loud it's not very in your face it's all about the melody it's all about the vocals and imagine these beautiful songs wouldn't it be nice uh, God only knows um, California girls just with and you're sitting in the audience and people are just stomping in front of you on these metal bleachers to get to their fucking seats and Brian Wilson is trying to bare his soul like it just what kind of took you out of the moment um, I think it was half the venue's fault half the audience's fault it was the audience not knowing proper decor and it was the venue decorum decorum yeah and the venue not letting people in in a timely fashion wouldn't you agree yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it was not look good. And also, holy shit, was stuff expensive. Oh, hold on. And to add on to that, the freaking people selling beer and oh, everything, God. screaming right in the middle of songs, beer, popcorn. Yeah, imagine people, if right you will, right in your face because we're on the end of the row. Imagine, if you will, the song "God Only Knows." This aching love ballad that's one of the most beautiful compositions of music ever and will probably be remembered when long after we're gone and the aliens have taken over um just imagine in the midst of that beer popcorn beer like bro timing bro i wanted to i wanted to glue this man's balls to a surfboard and yeet him into a wood chipper to be fair some of them were doing it correctly and they yes. were just holding it up walking up and down the the yes, I should say it was not all of them, but th there was <laughs> there was one in particular that hanging hung out in our area that I wanted to, uh, yeah, do the old uh, wood chipper dance with with him, fertilize these uh, lovely trees they got here around Irvine. You definitely uh, can use it. Oh, totally. It's a little brown out yeah, here. Yeah, fucking California. <laughs> uh, yeah, when they say it never rains in California, it's true. But I digress. Also, the food was very expensive tonight. I think I paid. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars for food. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next for and a waffle chicken sandwich and fries with chicken on top of it. The wife discovers that uh, we could have brought our own water and we could have brought our own food. So, they put that next, in the fine print. Yeah, and we can actually bring a whole gallon of water <laughs> if we wanted to. So we'll bring. It just we'll, has to be sealed. Before yeah. it was a bottle. Like a lot of the venues would say, a, you can bring a bottle, but it has to like never have been open but then now it says a whole fucking gallon now i just kind of want to just because i fucking can right. i want to go to the grocery store buy a gallon thing of water put one of those grocery store straps on it and walk into the fucking venue with it and see what the fuck they say you know what i i if you'll do it i'll do it with you i am so Ugh. in because i'm all about pushing the limits because i'm a patriot god damn it <laughs> i have a goddamn patriot this is america <laughs> five dollars for water which i appreciate that they're using the liquid death the liquid death shout out to liquid death please sponsor me um <laughs> yeah I, I will whore your shit that's one of the few things i'll whore i'll whore liquid death um and also seven dollar lemonade uh suck my deck from the back <laughs> uh anyways now on to the pressing parts of the night the music um starting with mr brian wilson one of the founders of the beach boys the genius behind the production um I'm going to turn the wife loose now. This is me kink, taking the collar off. Are and you sure you want to do that? I, 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 I am 
I want this. The people need this. Well, because I'm not really talking about the music, though. I'm going to... So do you want well, to talk well, about well, the music first? Well, here's want, the thing. Or do you want to let me get on my soapbox first? <laughs> it, I think in a weird way the two work together because of the condition of Brian Wilson. Okay, you know what? We'll do the positives first. Let, let's do like a, like a, a pros and cons. So positives. Um... Al Jardine is part of Brian Wilson's band, and he is fucking great still. Mm -hmm. um, he did a great I Get Around, and he did a great Help Me Rhonda. His son was also singing certain songs. Kicked ass, uh, sang Wouldn't It Be Nice really well. And, of course, uh, Beach Boy Blondie Chaplin showed up to guest and sing three songs. And, man, he knocked it out of the fucking part. He was the... He was the MVP of that of that lineup, man. Like he did Wild Honey, he did uh, Long Hard Road, and he did his own song Sail on Sailor, which is one of my favorite Beach Boys songs ever. And he killed it. He was playing guitar and running around the stage and talking to the audience, hyping us up. He was killer. Like I I I, I wanted more of him. What did you think of Bonnie Chapman? Yeah, he was amazing. He was super feisty. I I guess he was one that was kind of I didn't really wasn't too aware of I was aware of more of the main he, ones. he replaced know. Bruce Johnstone in the early 70s when Bruce Johnstone left okay um and he was on he was on two albums and a live record but yeah he's great he was wonderful and uh Brian's band it should be said was fantastic uh, they sound great he like for for all we're going to get into in a second, I think Brian still knows how to conduct. I think he still knows how to rehearse a band, how to have an ear for music. And that really came through. Um, that really came through. For sure. Um, but like all positives, we have to touch on the hard parts. And let me say this right up front. I'm a really big fan of the Beach Boys. I'm a really big fan of Brian Wilson. I love him for all the music he's given me and all the joy he brought me, especially like I really got into the Beach Boys during the pandemic and their music brought me a lot of comfort in a very, very dark time in this world and I will never be able to repay him for that, but I am super, super thankful to him. Um, and this show, going to the show that was my way of saying, saying thanks and kind of wanting to see the maestro at work. Um, and I know he has his issues. I know he has his mental health problems and you know, the man's almost 80. He'll be 80 sometime this month. So I did go into this with adjusted expectations. I didn't expect him to sound like he was, you know, 25 years old again. Um, right. I, I had real, I had realistic expectations of the show. I want that to be made clear. And you did too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm very aware of everything that's going on with him and so, his age and all of that. So with that said, uh, any positives you'd like to add <laughs> before before I take I the caller off? I mean, the band was fantastic, definitely. I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, agree oh. with, I agree with everything you said there. It was, it was, it was fun. Um, in parts, in parts, <laughs> I, I think it would have been more fun if I wasn't so sad. <laughs> oh boy. We're, we're going to dance around it a, l a little more. I will little say, <laughs> I, I also got to say shout out to the Chicago horn section for coming out during darling. That was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done. I guess one thing I was surprised, I guess I wasn't expecting there to be so many people in the band. Like yeah. So many instruments in the band. So that was kind of cool for me. That was a, a fun surprise that there were, cause I, I just think of 
the Beach Boys of like the four or five or however many. The early stuff yeah. where it's just like, you it's know, I them. call it garage band Beach Boys. Yeah, like yeah. I get so, around like, and stuff. That's, that's what I was, you know, that's what I have in my mind when I think of that. So to see all of the other instruments, obviously, you know, I am very aware that, that those are there in play when you record and everything, but to actually kind of see it on stage um, was pretty cool. Oh, it's a sight to behold. There's no doubt about that. It is something wonderful. And we're going into yeah. a roundabout. Yeah. And we know how much the wife loves roundabouts, which is to say she doesn't. <laughs> She'd much prefer to hear roundabout by yes. Well, this one's stupid, though. It this is. This one has absolutely no purpose, except to... <laughs> uh, yeah, we digress though. Yeah, I, I think the thing with, with Brian's band is like, you know, when Brian really came into his own as a producer on Pet Sounds, one of the most important music records in history, by the way, people, uh, no doubt, uh, he experimented and added odd instruments, and that's why you've got such a big band. Like, that's his, you know, I think that's what he loves the most. I think he loves the big production and, you know, wood blocks and strange instruments more than like just a guitar, bass, and drums which nothing is wrong with that sound either. It's just, I think he thrives on the experimental. Okay. All right. Do we have anything else nice to say? No. Just, we love you, Brian. Yes, um, very much so. Probably. Clink. You, you, you will get a sense of how much we love him here in a minute. <laughs> wife, execute order 66. Okay. Well, so as Sly Dog mentioned, I didn't say your name. <laughs> I'll cut your name out. <laughs> As my dog mentioned, um, my background is in mental health, so just put that out there. But also, my my little disclaimer: I'm by no means like giving my professional opinion here. I obviously haven't met with or examined Brian Wilson in any manner. This is just my my personal opinions and my feelings towards him with my knowledge and observations you've made and from observations from videos the concert and videos that Slidog has showed me but and information that is out there about him um just common general knowledge so as Slidog mentioned Brian Wilson has some mental health problems that have been ongoing for a very very long time He's diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, um, which we knew and are aware of. He's got a lot of other things going on that you should, if you're interested in, you should definitely check it out because it's very, very eye-opening. Um, so my response was to cry, basically, when she, I saw him. The wife burst into out. tears during California Girls. And I am One not... One of the happiest songs on the planet, by I the way. I am not a... I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> I am not a, a soft person. So, <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah. Just seeing him, he walked out. It took a walker and two men to get him on the stage. To the piano. To the piano. Where he just kind of sat and stared. So my background, I work with people with severe mental illnesses. Like schizoaffective disorder. Like schizophrenia. Like I work with people who have these disorders every day. So I interact with them. So I'm very aware of 
you know. What's going on? What's going on with him. And you could just tell, like, obviously he's, I don't know if people know this, but he is on some type of conservatorship. I don't really fully understand fully it. Fully know what, what type or who, who controls it or whatever. Um, haven't looked that far into it, but he is, he does seem like he's getting some kind of treatment because obviously he wouldn't be able to function enough to tour. I wouldn't think, but you can tell that he's not all, all there and that he's still suffering from some of the symptoms of his mental illness. He would lose his place. Lose his place. He was staring off into nothing. Um, the one guy's son, um, Matt Jardine. Uh, yeah, Matt Jardine was there basically to pick up when. Brian Wilson got lost and either didn't come in and sing or when he missed the words, there were times where he, songs that you would think you've been singing these for, you know, 40 plus years that, you know, you're not going to forget the words, but because he's, you know, suffering from, you know, age and mental illness, obviously he's, you know, his faculties aren't all there. So he's, He's staring. He just looks like half the time he doesn't. I mean, Alex. Sorry. I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give you. I'll give you a, sec, a second. I'll say this. He did not play much piano, though he yeah. was in front of a piano the whole night. And he has a very blank expression. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's definitely like you wonder what's going on there. Like I always say, like I feel like there's a Brian Wilson trapped in this body that wants to get out, but he can't because he's trapped by these voices. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to say this without using like two clinical terms. Clinical words, and it's not my brain's not working. It's okay. It's okay. This <laughs> this will be gold. People are gonna love this. I'm telling you. But he, you know, I don't know. I could tell. I don't know that anybody else could necessarily tell. But I think Al Jardine was aware. Yeah, I. You, he just looked so lost and so confused, and it just hurt my heart. Yeah. I just, I, I just feel like somebody needs to, he needs to buy a nice house somewhere in SoCal that has these big windows in front of the ocean and sit him at a piano and just let him hang out. And, you know, he's, he's done so many great things. He's, you know, contributed to our popular culture, like immensely that I feel like the man just needs to be left alone. He doesn't need to be touring it just feels wrong to me like if he has to be taken out in a walker and by two men two large grown men to get him out there and that he's not even he doesn't even seem like he's aware half the time and I mean I could be completely wrong maybe he wants to do this maybe he's you know we don't I don't know what the situation is so I we I could be completely off base here I hope I am I honestly hope to God I'm off base here I hope that he's like telling people no I want to do this and they're like okay we don't want to do this but here you have fun like this is what you want to do we'll let you live out your life doing this but I don't know it just doesn't seem like he's he's there half the time he's lost in you know his symptoms or the side effects of his medications and you know, he was, he kept asking for Blondie while like, they were, 
they were singing, they were going through their set list and it wasn't time for him, but it was the very beginning of the set list and Blondie wasn't supposed to come out until later, and but he kept asking for him. Yeah, right? I think they purposely moved his songs up in the set because if you look at the set list from the previous nights, Blondie was much later in the show, but I think Blondie came out after like four songs because yeah, Brian, Brian kept, kept asking, asking for him. him. So it was just, and yeah, when he... When he was able to sing his songs that he typically sings, he would miss, what, maybe every other word at least? He missed the end of phrases the most. Like, yeah. If we're, like, God only knows he kind of came to life on for a second. Like, it's funny. They introduced it as Matt was going to sing it. But, like, right when Matt came in, Brian, like... He perked up. Like, he was like, oh, oh, I know this. Yeah. And, like, he dropped the end of a phrase. Like, instead of going, as long as there are stars above you, he goes, as long as there are stars above... And just kind of drop, drop words like that. Yeah. Um, he, he had moments of lucidity. Um moments where like you it seemed like the spirit was willing but the flesh was not able yeah. i mean or maybe the spirit the flesh is able but this but it can't quite fight through all the other things going on in his his mind like i remember during heroes and villains which is a song that i know is very important to him um it seemed like to me that was one of the moments where he was the most there. He couldn't always get the words out, like we were saying, but he was really participating in that song a lot, unlike some of the other ones, like where I just kind of felt like he was just along for the ride, so to speak. Yeah. Which, again, if he wants to do that, I respect that. I don't need to go see it again. I'm going to be frank. I'm not going to go see Brian Wilson perform live ever again. I just, no. I, I can't in good faith do that. Um, no, I, I'm thankful I for the show he gave me tonight and I will hold it in a special place in my heart, but I just, it hurt, it hurt me too, but I, I guess I wasn't as, because I'm not exposed to it every day, I don't know how bad it is and I was kind of expecting something like this. Maybe not quite this off, but like something like this. I wasn't expecting him to be walked out on stage by two burly men uh, and set at his piano like that. Um, I thought he would at least get up and walk um, because I, I just watched him do it in a documentary that came out, which is, by the way, you people should go watch Long Promised Road if you want to learn about him. It's it's an amazing story, and there are moments in there that will make you laugh, and there are moments that will make you break your soul in two, um, much like the show did to us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was something. Um, yeah, it's definitely not something I would ever want to see again because it's just it was heartbreaking. I yeah. mean, like you said, the expectations were definitely like there that knowing you know that he's sick and everything. But I think just just knowing how fragile somebody like that can be. I mean, given like I, I'm not saying people have mental illnesses like that cannot be functional. That is not true. You know, they they can definitely be functioning members of society oh, yeah. For, have jobs and, you know, schizophrenia will keep you from doing things like that. Like, but just, just, a just, just was seeing him, it just didn't seem like it was good for him. Right, and just to kind of, like, circle back to some something, like, you remember that live album I've been playing lately of him, right? Mm -hmm. That's from, like, 1999-2000, so... 
he, he, he's still obviously, you know, in the throes of it there, and he's on medication, um, but he's still an old man there, but he was doing fine. Like, yeah. on that live album, he's, uh, Live of the Roxy people. Uh, he, he's cracking jokes. He tells people to get their lighters out, and when they start playing a gentle song, he goes, isn't this fun? It kind of makes you sleepy. Don't yeah. go to sleep. Like, there was none of that tonight. We got a few thank yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he wasn't even interacting with the crowd. He wasn't introducing songs. It was more like they'd kind of start playing a song, and if he was going to sing it, he would start singing it, and if he, you know, decided he wasn't going to sing it, then the other guy would Matt, start that was there to take started over. singing it. And if, you know, randomly he's decided in the middle of a song he was going to sing it, that was really good about backing off and letting him try to sing it. Which, no. which is which is great, but it's like at the same time, like if Brian Wilson was my grandpa, like I would not want to let him do that. Yeah, like it, I, I, it would, it would kill me to see him do that. Yeah, he's like someone's great grandpa at this point. He's almost eighty years old. It's yeah, it's insane to imagine like a, my great, like my great one of my great grandparents, like up there doing uh, what did you say? What we say play like hour, hour and a half maybe. Yeah. Like a, a ninety-minute set. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And I mean, some some people can do it, but with I don't know, he just physically and mentally, he just did not seem like he was was there and even up to it. Like even just physically. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to walk out on a walker like that. And you need that much help. Like I just felt bad. I felt bad for the guy. Like I just. Felt I was worried you were going to. I believe the exact word you said to me was, this is inhumane. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I, then later on, I bought a hoodie and... Well, oh, God. <laughs> Alex, I made... Well, sorry. Sly Dog. I made Sly Dog go buy me a Brian Wilson hoodie because it got cold and because I wanted it. And I leaned over and I said, I kind of wanted it also because I was hoping maybe if I gave Brian Wilson $65, maybe he could stop touring. Oh, God, is that not one of the most heartbreaking fate phrases ever? Oh, God. Well, to kind of bring this... All, do you have anything else to add on, like, the mental illness of Brian Wilson and anything like that? No, did you have any questions? You said you had questions. I, I guess my question is, it seems like there were moments where, I guess you could say moments of lucidity. Um, like... Do you think maybe he was asking for Blondie because he didn't know what he was? Or maybe it was a comfort thing because, you know, maybe he just felt better with him on stage because he knew Blondie could deliver. Like, I, I know one of his insecurities is pleasing the audience and that the audience will think the show isn't, isn't rock and roll enough. And Blondie is very rock and roll. Like, he playing that loud guitar and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It's hard to tell because it's hard to, uh, not knowing what all is going on with him because between the mental illness and his age, like, there could be a lot of other things going on. Yeah. So it's really, I, I can't really give you an answer to that, but, I mean, he could, like you said, he could be, like, a comfort for him. Maybe he felt like things were off. Maybe he felt like the, you know, yeah. the crowd was off, so maybe he needed, you know, that comfort person. Oh, the crowd that, was off. That, the crowd was definitely off. Fuck that crowd. Um, so maybe he, like you said, maybe he was like, oh, maybe if I, you know, I get this this person who is larger than life and I'm I'm not, you know. Yeah. I think he's very aware that he's not. 
and that he can't be that person. That maybe if he got that person out there, that things, you know, it would be better or he would at least be more comfortable. That's really all. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it lucidity. It honestly could have been more forgetfulness. Like, yeah. oh, he, he doesn't know where he is in the set, so he thinks it's time for Blondie, where he's just perseverating on the fact that Blondie's there because, like, you said that he's not at all of the shows. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's really hard to tell. It'll be interesting to see what happens after that. Is I'm trying to believe. Um, do you think maybe the pandemic did more harm than good to him in that like they all like I'm gonna use Tony Bennett as an example they say Tony Bennett like he Tony Bennett's living with Alzheimer's I believe mm-hmm. and um the doctor said like his decline really started when he couldn't tour during the pandemic because touring you know kept doing those songs over and over and over again every night kept him fresh um you know it always it, like it was a way to keep his brain I guess you could say worked out yeah. do you think maybe keeping Brian Wilson cooped up for two years might have Exasperated this a bit. I mean, I watched older videos, and he he was he was in a not quite this bad of a state. He was trying to sing more, definitely a couple years ago. But do you think maybe the pandemic sped this up? I mean, depends on. I mean, Again, I, I know there's more factors. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, like I can't fully answer your question, but I mean. Isolation for anyone with a mental illness is not usually good um, because you're alone with yourself and your thoughts, especially with depending on what kind of um, symptoms. I don't really know. They say he has auditory hallucinations. Okay, so yeah, if you're dealing with auditory hallucinations, I don't know if he still has them. Um, if or if according to the documentary, yes. If okay, so if he still has them and you're in isolation, then that's you know probably not going to be helpful because you're sitting with with that so that it could kind of make things worse i know a lot of people distraction is one of the best things that they can one of the coping skills they use with auditory hallucinations and perhaps touring and music was one of his his ways to distract himself from you know the voices as long as he was busy i know i have i have interacted with people like that that um as long as they're busy they they don't they don't have symptoms or so they say they they don't have to deal with the symptoms so i i could see that you know his symptoms could have potentially gotten worse i don't know but it's definitely possible it's also possible that you know they i've heard that you know with older people i'm not saying he was obviously he was at home not in like a nursing home or something but often when older people are isolated in somewhere like a nursing home or something they tend to decline yeah so i think the pandemic has probably if it hasn't you know taken our our older more vulnerable folks through the virus that it's definitely had an impact on people like brian wilson just because of the isolation and they haven't because they haven't had that social interaction that you know does keep them young and keeps their brains brains healthy and exercised i do want to say this before we, we're going to pause for a second so we can take care of our, our uh, baby dear child um this was the part of like this is kind of me at least wrapping up my thoughts on the brian wilson show um the part that broke my heart the most um 
my favorite song of Brian's is uh, like at least solo song. I, I love there's, if I had to pick a Beach Boy song, it would be something different. But he did one solo song tonight. He did my favorite. It's a song called Love and Mercy. And there's one over there. Let's pop the space over there. I know. I want to get closer. Okay. Anyways, it was a song called Love and Mercy. And uh, he always closes his set with it because he says it's his, like, you know, it's his message. He wants everybody to remember that, you know, love and mercy to you and your friends tonight. It's the message he wants to spread, I think. I think that's the one he wants us to leave with the most. And something about watching him struggle through that song. And that was hard. I, I, I don't know why that that part hurt me so much maybe it's because i i think that song is like a message wise something we could all learn from right now i mean the world's kind of fucked you know some people think guns are more important than children you know we need love and mercy and uh i don't know to kind of watch him struggle through that song it, it was hard it was really hard it was not like but i think his message was heard still at least i hope so um, love and mercy to you, Brian. We love you. Thank you for the music. Take care of yourself. Please do, if you're listening. And if you are, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, we're going to pause for a second, and then we're going to talk about Chicago, bitches. I was sitting in a crummy movie with my hands on my chin. All the violence that I
we're back um, after that musical interlude. Um, yeah, so we just unloaded a lot of emotions on you guys. And uh, Copper, our real sly dog, has a lot to say. Yeah, do you want to say anything, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. He, he loves Brian Wilson, too. And now we're going to talk about the other uh, act that I had the co headliner, um, the band that played last, uh, Chicago. Um, I'll give you guys a brief little history of my, you know, relationship with Chicago's music. Um, until tonight, I, I would have called myself a casual fan. Um, I own the three main greatest hits collections. I, growing up, I kind of didn't want to hear their music because I thought music that had horns in it wasn't cool. <laughs> That's my pillow, bitch. <laughs> for just for listeners at home, Copper has climbed on the uh, pillow at the hotel that Mara is going to sleep on and is cleaning his paws. Uh, we love this guy. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, growing up, I had no interest in hearing Chicago. Like, and the only stuff I really heard was, like, the 80s hits. You're the inspiration, hard to say I'm sorry, uh, look away, stuff, stuff of that nature. Um, and the closest I got to knowing, the, I guess you could say the classic stuff, the horn stuff, was uh, playing 25 or 6 to 4 in a uh, high school pep band. Um, and I'd tried over the years a few times, like, later in life to kind of get into them, but I just couldn't crack it. But I, they, they really started to click for me getting ready for this show. And then after tonight, I, I, I now call myself a Chicago fan. Uh, do you have any history with the band? Um, not really. Just the, the hits on the radio. Um... Yeah, not really. You do love that this band has horns being a I do player. love, yeah, I, I played trumpet from fifth grade all the way through undergrad. Um, so anytime a band has any type of horns or other instruments other than, you know, bass, drums, and guitar, it makes me happy. Um, but I was kind of the opposite I think with of you with that with Chicago so you said you knew the 80s stuff and you loved it I didn't necessarily well, love, you loved it but that's what you that's knew. what I that's knew the most Chicago of... you knew yeah and that you were familiar with and comfortable with yeah we'll we'll, we'll get to my my feelings on the 80s stuff later okay <laughs> to my reaction of several of the songs <laughs> we'll just put it that way oh god we'll leave us, we'll leave us on a little Ooh, a little teaser yes yeah. yes a teaser um so uh i'm gonna be f frank with you people i don't know all the chicago song titles so we're not gonna go track by track through their set list but i am gonna touch on some highlights what i loved about the show um, and any other thoughts I had. I will say also, Chicago, um, you know, even though they're lacking some original members, you know, Terry Kath, who sadly can't be with us, rest in peace. Um, Peter Cetera has been out of the band for years. Um, and some other people like uh, Bill Champlin, who's not an original member, but he was a longtime member. And uh, Jason Sheff, who replaced Peter Cetera, left uh, some a few years ago. Then also... Who was the other guy I was going to mention that's not in the van anymore? Uh, blanking. Uh, fuck. Oh, well. The point, the point is, like, this band's had a few changes, but there's still a lot of original guys there. Robert Lamb, uh, the keyboardist. Oh, my God. Was he 
he great tonight. Uh, the all like two of the original horn players are there. I think the guy that plays saxophone is is not original, but the trombone player and the trumpet player, uh, they're original members, um, and they were great. So they opened with like I think the introduction off their first album, which there's some singing and then there's a lot of like instrumental soloing. Like the horns really got to take center stage right away and just play. Like I think the, the trombone got a moment and the trumpet got a moment and the sax got a moment, I think, and the guitar. I think everybody got a little moment in that intro piece. What did you say? Yeah, they definitely did. They 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 started off strong with showcasing um all of the instruments in the band uh, on that opening that opening piece. It was it was really cool. It also started the trend of the wife wanted to get a picture of the band's logo on the screen, which appeared in many different forms. Like one time it was like kind of leafy and then there were peace symbols and there was like a chrome version. There was my favorite was the purple one, by well, the way. Oh yeah, because it's the classic Chicago logo. Yeah. Like it's the white logo, but then it was Whatever background they had, like people can see my hand motions. Whatever <laughs> background they had would fill in the the white part of the logo, so it was really cool. Yeah, like the logo was made out of whatever the background was. And the wife could never catch it. Well, because it wasn't up there the whole time. Like the song would start, and then there would be a cool background, and then the fucking Chicago logo would pop up yep. and then I'd be like oh I'm gonna take a picture of that and by the time I opened my phone and opened the fucking camera app and zoomed in because we were really far back and adjusted the brightness because if I didn't adjust the brightness it was just a fucking white blob it was gone <laughs> oh, the, it took what like seven songs for seven me to songs. get that freaking picture well, I, not until we got to the ballet from the girl of oh Buchanan did we get that it was like sniper to get that damn picture <laughs> oh that was funny it was so frustrating I, I think that honestly distracted me so much trying to do that that i wasn't paying attention that well in the beginning yeah well i was trying so hard to get that damn picture the next song in the set was dialogue parts one and two which i really enjoyed it was it was a, they extended it a bit but i thought that went over great um and then we got into some stuff i didn't know quite as well. And then we got the first kind of ballad of the night, which I really like. This is one I actually, I knew it growing up too, but I didn't know it was a Chicago song. It's more of a 70s ballad. It's a, if you leave me now, you take away the biggest part oh, yeah. of me. I guess. That was really pretty. I, yeah, I, I, I thought that I was done well. I know people think it's a cheesy song, but I fucking love it. I, I love me some good cheese. That was some Yacht, yacht Rocky goodness. Um, and some horns featured prominently on that one, too. Uh, what did you think of If You Leave Me Now? Can I save my comments for later? Okay, you're going to love that with the, with the 80 songs, even though that's like 1977? Yes, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lump it into a, a, a type. Okay. Right. <laughs> Not necessarily an era, more of a type. Um, another moment I really enjoyed was the ballet of Did the girl really? from... Buchanan, which is like this multi-movement piece that, that they kind of do where it's like multiple songs. I know Color My World's in it. Um, that's the one I remember. And there, there's another song, which for the life of me, I can't remember the name of right now. Um, yeah, I'm not doing well with these song titles. I'm still learning them, people. So um, I apologize. But, but uh, 
they sounded great. Like uh, the new vocalist, whose name is K. Smith at the moment, sounded great. Robert Lamb was a great was a great singer, and uh, yeah, everybody was just on their on their A game. Another highlight for me was, uh, does anybody really know what time it is? Which is one of their older hits, and it's one I've really come to love. Um, I've been listening to the original Chicago Greatest Hits album, and that one is, that's one of my favorites. It makes me happy. It's kind of jaunty and jazzy and rockin'. Like, I love that song. I'd take that one of the ones you enjoyed a bit more. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed that one a lot more. That one definitely kind of wakes you up and is more... I guess my really like. Sorry, sorry, I just stopped recording. Okay, you were saying your 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 love for like their types of music varies. Cause I I like the that song and how like heavy it is, but I also really like the instrumental pieces. Yeah, those were cool. Like, and there were a I few love, of those. I love the instrumental pieces where with the horns and the trumpet solos and like the flute and the soprano sax and all the I love seeing all the different instruments used. So it's. It, it it's 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 weird, <laughs> I guess you could say. So what do you think of the seventies ballads though? So like like just you, you and me. Do you do you, do you wanna wanna <laughs> want, want, <laughs> want me to go I... on my my rant that is probably gonna make me hated? <laughs> well, can I can I can I talk about my love my love for the eighty songs? first real quick if you want to okay so and i'll talk about my not love for them so one thing i will admit the original recordings are very of the time uh they're very glossy a lot of synths not a lot of horns and they re they kind of rearranged them to like you're the inspiration had horns the original it doesn't did, yeah uh hard to say i'm sorry the original didn't have horns this one did um and that kind of gave them a little boost and i'm just a sucker for big 80s cheeseball ballads that are like bigger than life and like it's like a guy on stage you know with his shirt ripped open Ugh. and he's holding his beating heart in his hand because why won't you love me why won't you love me what do i have to do to get you to love me and yeah i i, I love that kind of melodrama um and i think hard to say i'm sorry it's one of my favorite chicago songs and and now i once again i turn it over to the wife to execute order 66 and tell me um why i'm wrong see this is where I, i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying this is where our tastes are very different so like i'm sitting here like we're sitting at this concert listening to chicago and I'm like, why Why did high school me not get into Chicago? Like, why the hell was I not listening to Chicago with all these horns? I was a trumpet player. Why was I not listening to these instrumental, like this band, this rock band with these instruments that had these awesome instrumental pieces? And then we get to the, the ballads and the 80s music <laughs> and the cringe and the cheese the and these sappy cheesy love songs that just like make me embarrassed for people <laughs> and i'm just like okay this is probably why i didn't get into this because this is most likely what i was exposed to and this is what i think when i think chicago i don't think the stuff that came before i don't think you know the 25 or 6 to 4 yeah i don't think the the harder rock songs or even the instrumental i think these big cheesy as sly dog put it rip off your shirt you know love songs crazy in love like would die for this person like those those type of songs from like the 
70s, 80s, those ballady like love songs just like I, I feel I feel embarrassed for people when I hear those. I'm just like it's just so like fake and unrealistic and like inauthentic. It just like it's like one of those like Harlequin romance novels that like fucking your mom would read or like Worse, not, my not grandma. even your mom like my grandma like your grandma would read with like one of those like fabio looking guys on the front with all muscles and like long hair and it just yeah i don't know i just that's like that came full circle for me when you're the inspiration came on i'm like okay now 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 i got it now this is this is why i never got into chicago because this is what this is what i associate chicago with and I'm over there just like... And Alex is over there like his little like 16-year-old... Sorry, Sly Dog. Sorry, Sly Dog's little 16-year-old broken broken heart is like like seething and like reaching towards these songs. Like, yes, yes, I felt like this. And I'm like, I'm sitting over there like, oh, fuck these bitches. Like, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> What do you think of Color My World, though? That's a 70s ballad. Which one was that? That's like the one we slow danced with the dog with uh, earlier this week. It was in the ballet. Oh, that one. That one's not that bad. So you don't mind the 70s ones. That one. Except if you leave me now. I'm not going to. Don't quote me on that. I'm not going to generalize because I haven't heard all of them. But that one's not bad. But I was. That one was. That one was kind of sweet and it was more for him (laughs) than anything. But yeah, like. So you were cringing, and I was like singing to you. I was telling you, you're the inspiration. Yeah, no, like the people next to us got up and were dancing to it, and I was just like, I saw that. (laughs) Cringe. Yeah. (laughs) Super cringe. But they more than made made up for that probably in your mind when they no, went back they, to the they, horn based no, stuff. No, they definitely did. I'm not saying that didn't ruin it for me or anything. I just like it kind of was a realization for me of like how I didn't really get into them. I, I see what you mean. But we'll go back to the positives for a second. Like I said, people, I don't know the names of the songs that well yet, and I'm sorry. But um I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed them, and I'm going to try and learn more about them because, like, they just really impressed me. The horns were great. Uh, Lee Laughlin, who I think is the the trumpet player, he was just on fire. Yeah, they are all world-class musicians, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I can honestly say that when they come around again, if I have the time and the money to spend... I will go see them. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great show. It was, like like you said, it would be good to know more of the music. Um, but they had a great energy. They When the horn players weren't playing, they were running around or dancing or playing percussion instruments. Or They were they, the hype men. They, yeah, they were the hype men. They were keeping the crowd into it. And, you know, it was it was pretty cool. They There was never really a down moment. They never really stopped. Actually, there was one. This is my turn to be negative. <laughs> Fucking drum solos. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> no, never, <laughs> no. Uh, let me Message to all bands out there. Most likely you're not good enough for an extended solo. And even if you are, Chicago, you're all great musicians. In a co-headlining set, when we've been there for like four or five hours, 
dealing with crappy boomers and dudes that wear shirts that say stuff like I was raised on God, guns, and something else that starts with a G. I can't remember. I don't know. Gay sex. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I didn't say gay sex. And I'm not being homophobic. I'm just mocking these over-masculine, like, redneck types. Uh, that's all I'm doing. The point is, at that point, I'm really not in the mood to hear an extended drum solo. Now, if it was just you guys headlining, I might feel differently about said extended drum solo, but... Yeah. That was super confusing. That was, I, I did like how they switched sets. That was kind of cool. Like, the two... Like, the percussionist and the drummer actually, at one point, transitioned between the sets yeah. of instruments. And that was without stopping the solo, which was kind of cool. I'll give yeah, it that, but... that was cool. And then... But then the percussionist ended up with the little shaky thing. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Well, because it's like... No, I know where it is, yeah. but, like... What, like what? I don't know. He ended up with it, and then he, like, ran around and was, like, running in front, and then he was just, like, shaking it, and then he just... I don't know. I, I was super confused. Yeah. And then I thought it was over, and then it was only, like, halfway over. I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, that was the one you died inside. Yes. <laughs> oh. And back to one more negative. Oh, God. Um, back to the kind of, like, cringy stuff. Cringy stuff. So, I don't know who decided to put the stuff on their video screens, but some of the, like, stock video <laughs> that they had, like, sat the Saturday in the Park. Yeah, that was one of my favorite songs. I tonight, love by that the way. song. I love the song. Yeah. The song is fantastic. Like, love the song. Yeah. But the freaking videos on the video screen, like, the stock videos of people like swinging their kids around in the park and like <laughs> central park and like shit like that i'm just like why are we doing this i preferred i liked the psychedelic stuff better like the kaleidoscope and the flowers that so had the eyeballs on them yeah yeah like that stuff was more interesting than like the stock like shit or some of like during the more cheesy songs like i say like a lot um <laughs> where they had Couples like frolicking. making frolicking or making out or whatever. I'm just, I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Who who decided that we we needed this? I mean, I guess you gotta put something up there. I don't know. Was, I would prefer the logo changing. Yeah, I I was having fun playing logo target practice <laughs> with my camera. I don't know. I I think they could have. They really just could have kept it simple. They didn't need all of the... Like, they already have so much going on with the band. They didn't need all of the video shit going on. Like, just the moving parts would have been enough. Yeah. But that's just me being nitpicky. Like, it's... Like, there's nothing bad to say about, like... The performance. The performance. Right, yeah. And that the band. And the encore was great, too. Free and... Uh, 25 or 64, just ba-bam, ba-bam. Yeah. Freight train. Absolute freight train. There was, there were two 80 songs I kind of missed, but I'll, I'll, get, I'll get over it. I'm sure you were thankful they weren't played. One was Look Away. I wanted to hear that song. I, I, I love that song. I know it's cheesy. And I wanted to hear Stay the Night, too. Uh, that, that one's a bit more of a rocker. Um, granted, it sounds more like something, you know, Survivor might have done. But... Uh, I like that song a lot, and I was kind of bummed they didn't play it. But I digress. I can't complain too much. It was a really good show. 
Um, I didn't think I would actually get to see a Beach Boy. I didn't think I'd get to see Brian Wilson, and I did, even though it was not what I thought it would be. Uh, not totally what I thought it would be. It was it was an experience, and I became a big Chicago fan tonight. Um, so I'd say overall it was a great evening. Um, it was a roller coaster of emotions. I got some very expensive T-shirts, and you got a very expensive hoodie. And I got a very expensive, not very alcoholic, alcoholic drink. Yes, with a in a guitar cup, no less. Mm-hmm. They got kicked down the bleachers by, by the a douchebag. Douchebag sitting next to us. Well, not right yeah. next to us, but a lot of douchebags at this show. Mm-hmm. Who were douchebags? The one that got mad at me because I kind of, inv- quote-unquote, invaded his space. Because you were putting your arm around me. Yes. Sorry I put my arm around my wife. You can suck my dick from the back and eat yourself into a wood chipper. I don't know why I'm telling people to eat themselves into wood chippers. But I don't that, know. But that's, that's my really thing right now. I hope our mothers don't listen to this. I hope your mom listens to this because it would be freaking hysterical. Oh, my God. I just hope my grandma doesn't listen to this. Your because... grandma's probably going to listen oh to God. this. Oh, God. This is the episode she listens hi, to. Grandma. <laughs> hi, Grandma. Hi, hi, Grandma. I love you. Um, thank you for introducing me to the Beach Boys and helping create this monster <laughs> that is uh, currently doing this podcast. You you get some of the credit. And I don't think she wants that credit. I don't know. I, I, I think she'll just, like, smile and nod like she always does. She probably doesn't understand half of what you're saying. <laughs> I think she understands suck my dick from the back. I think that's pretty graphic. We, uh... uh <laughs> what, what? Suck my dick from my back? Stop saying that. Flate my Richard from behind? Please stop. Uh, uh, gargle my meat hog from stop. the rear? <laughs> Okay, we're done. <laughs> okay, no, no, we got, we got, we got to wrap to do outros. So okay, uh, outro, bye. No, 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 this isn't the. That's not the outro. <laughs> uh, so this kind of brings the end of our little concert run to a close. Did have you enjoyed doing these these episodes with me? That's okay. I think you know, given you're smiling and laughing so much, I think you had a great time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do this again when there's another good run or like a show we really want to talk about, and like share big feelings on. Personally, I think uh, if we go to. Uh, MGK and Avril Lavigne, we should do this. Um, I think... Yeah. It would if it be... doesn't bankrupt us. Bankrupt us, yeah. I think it also would be interesting to see how my audience reacts to that since I mostly do classic rock. Um, we'll definitely do this for Wasp. If we do that, I'll probably just be like... Ee! We'll definitely do this for Wasp, which will, which will be an interesting show oh, uh, in October. We have to do that. We, talk, we have to talk like beasts. No. <laughs> That was a shout out to Baco. I thought I was. I thought I had talked myself out of that one. No, you hadn't. No. The one you talked yourself out of was Earth, Wind, and Fire in Santana. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate you. Uh, Go listen to some music, as Brian Wilson would say. Add some music to your day, whether it's some Beach Boys, or solo Brian Wilson, or Chicago, or Kate Bush, because I'm listening to a lot of Kate Bush right now. Go check out the song Babushka. It will change your life. Oh, it will change your life and dis- and disturb your family. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that note, I am the Sly Dog. Love and mercy.
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.